First time, long time. 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 Hey there, sports fans. Happy Friday. First time, long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie, how are you? TGIF, okay? I just got out of a TGIF, had a bunch of mozzarella sticks. Uh, you don't pronounce the A on the end of that, okay? It's mozzarella. Uh, and here I am. We're talking about, uh, we're going to do a, a Friday list for you guys, a Friday rankings, if you will. It's a segment that we do on Fridays where we rank things about the New York Mets. And this week, we are ranking the top five players to wear number 19. And, uh, Tommy, why are we doing that? That seems very random. Because our boy Jay Bruce is number 19, and he has just arrived to the Metropolitan. So as he Bruce! As, as one number 19 enters, we decided to get a little nostalgic and look back at some of the former 19s in Mets history. Yeah, so we're ranking our top five. And number five, we have none other than Ryan Church. Uh, Tommy, what was your favorite thing about Ryan Church? Just the random home runs that he would hit. There was that one year, I forget which year, but that first half, all of a sudden he was incredible. Then he got hurt and he kind of fell off. But there was like a two-and-a-half-month stretch where you went to a home game and it seemed like Ryan Church, like this guy was hitting like 310, I feel like, and he would get a big home run almost every game. Yeah, real big trade from the Nationals. I was very excited about Ryan Church. Um I thought he was going to be our outfielder of the future. I thought he was going to be there for a long time. I even came up with a gig uh, with some of my buddies back then. I wanted to dress up in a Pope outfit and have them dress up as a choir behind me and sit out in right field with a sign that said Church's Choir. Uh, didn't happen though because uh, he got a you know his head. It, it eventually he got into a collision and it looked like his head was like a watermelon being dropped off a balcony. And uh, that was kind of the end of Ryan Church. So, uh, you know, a great 19, very brief stay with the New York Mets. But in any case, very impactful. Shout out to Ryan Church. You were a gem, kid. Yeah, and quick uh, quick fact that I heard, I, I don't know if this is actually true, but allegedly the song by the the uh, singer Hozier called Take Me to Church, that was because he's a big Ryan Church guy. Did you know that? I no, I didn't, but, you know, I believe it. Uh, you know, any song that's written about church should be written about Ryan Church. I'm not a, I'm not a big worshiper, but uh, if I'm going to go to some church, it's going to be the Church of Ryan Church. All right? That's a, that's a record for saying church in a sentence. A creed kid, and as we have an outfielder at number five for our rankings of best number 19s, for our number four spot, we also have an outfielder, so give the people what they want. It's Roger Cedeno, uh, the guy that came to our team, stole a, uh, a crap ton of bases. I mean, this guy was stealing. He was stealing uh, first, second, third. Yeah, he stole first. Uh, he stole your heart. Uh, he stole a nacho from your plate if you were sitting close enough to the field. This guy was stealing everything. Uh, you know, he could have been, been booked by the one-tenth precinct for all the stealing he was doing. Uh, but eventually, you know, he got a little fat, as you do. And, uh, you know, his second go-around with the team, he came back and wasn't really able to steal. And since he wasn't that great a hitter, um, you know, a fat Roger Cedeno is not really a Roger Cedeno that, uh, that we wanted to deal with. But 
you know, in any case, we had the glory days. I'm pretty sure he stole almost 70 bases for us one year, maybe even more, maybe like 75. So uh, I feel very confident and comfortable in listing him as our fourth best number 19. Yeah, I remember that, kid, because Ricky Henderson would get on with a walk. He'd steal a second, and then Cedeno would get on with a bunt hit. Henderson would go to third, and then Cedeno would steal second. It seemed like every game they'd have second and third base. But like you said, he put on some weight. The other thing, it was always an adventure with him in the outfield. He just he just didn't he didn't do fielding. Like I don't know why, but he just he didn't didn't like to catch fly balls. So he just as a silent protest, he just wouldn't do it. Yeah, I mean that's that's the most impactful silent protest. Uh, Todd Hunley did the same silent protest when he was playing left field for the Mets when they got uh, you know uh, Michael Vincent Piazza. Is that it or is it Joseph? I don't even know. But <laughs> whenever they got Mike Piazza. Uh, whose middle name I forgot. Very sorry, Mike. My apologies. Um, Hunley was out there doing the same thing. So, you know, it happens from time to time, but we got past the Roger Cedeno era, and uh, I don't know, actually, if this guy was after Roger Cedeno or before. I can't really remember, but I know he was a 19, and I know he was a pinch-hitting machine. Who do we have at number three? Two different stints for the Metropolitans for our boy, Lenny Harris, and there is no one better than really coming up as a pinch hitter. It seems like the Mets haven't done a lot of things really well in their tenure since 1962, but they had Matt Franco, and they also had Lenny Harris. So they kind of had the market cornered on guys that weren't really good at anything else except drawing walks and occasional singles out of that pinch hitter spot. But Lenny Harris, a complete legend. Talk about a guy that put on some weight towards the end there, Lenny Lenny liked to eat, obviously, but it didn't impact him as he got on base like a machine. Big Lenny Harris fan, uh, a guy that people remember. If you go up and ask Mets fans, uh, do you remember Lenny Harris? Yes, baseball fans, remember Lenny Harris? I'm sure they do, so I'm a big Lenny Harris fan. Oh, yeah, the, the beauty about Lenny Harris is that he could be in the clubhouse there in the 7th, uh, 8th, ninth inning, just elbow deep in a bucket of uh, uh, buffalo chicken dip, and you get the call from down the hallway, Lenny! Time to hit! Uh, that's what I imagine it would sound like. He, he'd run out there, grab a bat, you know, ru- wipe some of the uh, excess dip off his face, get up to the plate there, no stretching, uh, none, of this, none of this fancy pants stuff where you wear the Fitbit on your arm and you, you're worrying about your steps and this and that. The guy would just grab a stick, get up there, and, uh, and swing away. And, you know, I, I would say a solid... You know, three, four times out of ten, if you put them all together, he was getting on base. The guy was a real solid pinch hitter. Like Joaquin Phoenix at the end of the movie, signs, swing away, Lenny. Swing away. Uh, Number two for our number 19s, a guy that most folks don't remember for his Mets tenure, but more so for his mediocre well, not really mediocre, that's not really fair, when you had to play a very good Yankees team over and over again, but who we got for number two? It's uh, this guy, Rod Gardenhire. And the funny part about this is that until now, until I, I'm reading it off this little cue card here, I thought his name was Rob Gardenhire. So I feel really stupid. Uh, unbelievable. Um, my apologies to Mr. Gardenhire. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he looked like a crappy manager for the Twins, but it was only because he was playing these juggernaut teams with uh, that big sweat hog, Jason Giambi, plugging up the middle of the order there. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? You're sitting there. 
you got you got a young Joe Mauer. That was nice. You got a, a young Justin Morneau. That was nice. But uh, they were basically on an island by themselves with uh, nothing to do. So this guy did his best. Uh, you know, not too familiar with his time on the Mets. I don't remember it that well. Those were hazy days. Uh, pretty sure I was in high school, it and that's the, it was the eighties, kid. It was, of course, it was hazy days. <laughs> oh yeah. So there you go. See, I don't even know when he played for the team. Uh, it turns out it was the eighties, like you said, and that makes a lot of sense. I was, you know, drinking Mad Dog twenty twenty at a clip that you wouldn't even believe. So uh, you know. Shout out to Ron Gardenhire. I'm. Re- I think we put you on this list mainly because we've heard of you and uh, you manage the Twins. And hopefully, in a perfect world, you'd manage the Mets one day because God knows we need the help. Yeah, Ron Gardenhire, pretty solid manager. Good beard game. Looks like a guy that could put down a casual 25 to 30 cause lights in a sitting. So that's always a plus in my book. So shout out to you, Ron Gardenhire. And then number one, a famous New York Metropolitan, a guy that, as they mentioned on the broadcast earlier tonight, won 18 games in 1986. Not only did he win 18 games, but he started in the bullpen that year, and that, of course, is our good friend, Bobby Ojeda. Yeah, Bobby O, 18-5 in 1986 for Bobby Ojeda. Uh, What a year. Uh, I mean, things got a little dicey later on in his career. He supposedly chopped his finger off uh, into a bush. I remember actually uh, going with a real estate agent to look at that house because it was for sale. And, uh, you know, me me and uh, one of my boys, we were, we were going through that bush looking for the finger. Um, you know, we were a little drunk. It was just something to do. But uh, Bobby O, as a New York Met, a real gem. I think he had the most wins that year of any of the Mets starters, and that included Doc Gooden, Sid Fernandez, Ron Darling. Um, you know, so a real great pitcher. He's got a he's got a great weave too. Because I don't know if you know this, but there's a there's a six hundred percent chance that Bobby Ojeda is cue ball bald. Uh, but you'd never know it watching SNY. The guy's got a, a real pro weave. Um, he does some he does some decent analysis. And uh, I'm proud to have him as uh, the best 19 in Mets history. What do you think? I'm with it. Number one, of course, as we mentioned, part of the 1986 championship-winning team. The guy's got a ring. What else could you ask for from our boy, Bobby Ojeda? So Ryan Church, Roger Cedeno, Lenny Harris, Rod Gardenhire, Bobby Ojeda, here's to you, my friends. And that's Friday Rankings. Yeah, I mean, hopefully uh, Jay Bruce is cracking the top five in short order. But uh, we'll have to wait and see as we just got the boy, Bruce. And uh, that's going to do it. That's Friday Rankings. I hope you guys have a nice weekend. Enjoy watching the Mets smack around those Tigers uh, in Detroit, that disgusting city. And uh, we'll talk to you early next week, all right? Let's go Mets. Yeah, hey fellas, this is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time here. Hey guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time. <laughs>